Hi, this is Dr. David, and I wanted to welcome you back to the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. So it is Saturday, March the 11th, 2023, and um, anyway, I finished with clients for today, and I just wanted to welcome you back to the podcast today. I've got a lot of really, really cool information to share with you, um, <clears throat> a lot of upcoming things that I've got in the works. So anyway, uh, growth is certainly a part of my journey growing with my clients, growing my practices and things like that. So I'm excited to share a lot of things with you. Um, so uh, I'll just kind of start at uh, the beginning. So anyway, um, one of the first things that I wanted to let you know is that um, I've increased the number of specialty sessions that I offer at my office. So as you know, um, my practices, or maybe you don't know, my practices are holistic practices. So I have I have five practices, MLC of Greater Atlanta, which is a holistic mental health and wellness practice, which is my first practice that I started in 2016, um, and it's, you know, to address issues like anxiety, depression, PTSD, life direction, and everything around that orbit, including, you know, people with a past history of trauma, people with ADHD, etc., right? That's MLC of Greater Atlanta. Then I started Atlanta Coaching and Hypnotherapy Associates as a life coaching, self-improvement, and hypnotherapy practice, right? Um, then I started Atlanta Health and Wellness Coaching, which is focused on health, wellness, diet, nutrition, weight loss, helping people manage chronic medical conditions with cognitive behavioral uh, strategies and coaching and things like that. And then I also started the Atlanta Small Business Incubator uh, and I started that mainly because I noticed a lot of my clients were kind of sick and tired of working for their employers. They, you know, wanted to create an additional source of income. They wanted an, a degree of independence and autonomy from their employer, things like that. And they wanted to, you know, start a business based off maybe something they're more passionate about than what they do. And I totally recommend that people do that. I think it's always good to have more than one source of income. That way, if something happens with one or the economy changes or you just never know what's going to happen, especially during you know, the past few years that have been marked by kind of uncertainty, it's good to do that. And um, the, the more sources of income you have, you know, absolutely the better, right? Um, and it gives you some options, some choices should life change. So I always recommend that. But, you know, with my practices, I offer a lot of specialty sessions that you won't find at a psychiatrist's office. You won't find it at a, at a therapist's office. You won't find it at a counselor's office. You won't find it at a psychologist's office. And, you know, I offer those based on my belief that when you get to the root cause or causes of somebody's presenting symptoms or complaints, that you're actually going to have a lot more success in terms of helping that person, you know, number one, be aware of what's going on, um, helping them acknowledge what's going on, accept what's going on, and then change it, right? Flip the script, change the paradigm, um, change the narrative, right? And so a lot of times, and I point this out to clients all the time because I have clients who come to me left and right, and they say, I've been seeing a therapist for four or five years, or I've been seeing a, a psychiatrist and a therapist, and I don't seem to be getting any better. You know, my anxiety gets worse if I don't take my medications or my, you know, this is worse. And, and I, you know, I actually really feel for them because, you know, I think about it and I'm like, well, you know, um, this person has been going to see somebody for five years on a weekly basis or every other week or once a month or whatever. And they feel like they haven't changed anything. And that's sad. If you've been going to somebody for five, you know, two years, one year, three years, five years, 10 years, even 20 I have clients who come who've been with a therapist for 20 years and they're like, I, I haven't changed. In fact, I feel numb now. And that's awful. Uh, and it's a waste of money because most of those people have spent, you know, I don't know, 2000 5000 10000 20000 $50,000 and they don't feel like that they're any better. In some cases, they feel even worse. And they may have an addiction now because of the, you know, some of the things that they've been treated with. So, one of the things that I do is I help people get to the root cause, and I have exercises uh, that I've created for 
almost everything you can imagine to help people get to the root causes. So the process that people undergo at my office during the initial consultation sessions helps us get to the root cause of things. But I also have custom sessions to help people based upon what their presenting problem or obstacle or challenge is or complaint or symptom, whatever you want to call it. And then also helping them to work through it, right? Through the process of becoming aware of it, um, analyzing it, helping them acknowledge it, accept it, and then change it, right? And a lot of, and I'm not, you know, saying this about everybody, but a lot of mental health professionals, all you do is talk about your symptoms on the surface, you know, well, this has happened today, and I'm frustrated, and I'm stressed, and, you know, and that's all good. You should be able to definitely acknowledge what's going on, but there should be a solution, and if there's no solution or no solutions being offered and no getting to the root cause of it, then it's probably just going to continue, and that's why I have the kind of practice practices that I have and why my clients come to me and say, you know, Dr. Wright or Dr. David, my life has changed because of you. Uh, I was so... Uh, thrilled and honored and blessed and grateful that one of my clients who has been coming to see me for about a year now, she was referred by another client and she, um, and I have to admit, I mean, she got me, but she came to, and it was a new year's resolution session. And the incredible thing about it is it is only March the 11th and she's already reached over 50% of her goals for this year. And it's only March. It's amazing. I was I couldn't believe it. We did her New Year's resolution session. And, you know, during the session, not only do we look at your New Year's resolution, but we also look at how you're going to achieve it, right? That's the big thing. How are you going to achieve what you want? Uh, the solution. What's the solution, right? But she's already achieved over, over half of her goals. Uh, her goals were included things like, you know, getting a new car, paying off her credit card bills, getting her promotion at work, all those kind of things. And I mean, like it, the list goes on and she's already completed half of them. And the other ones are just kind of waiting They're They're, you know, they're already almost done. So that was amazing. But she came in and she's, she's pretty thin and she actually had a gift for me. Uh, you know, a pretty big gift actually. And it was hidden the whole time, and I had no idea. It was such a nice thing. But she wrote me this really card, and I'm just going to read it to you, and then I'll move on um, with the specialty sessions that I offer and, and why I do what I do. But this is what the card that she wrote. On the front, it said, thank you. And then inside, it said, it's great to know the world is full of such generous people, dot, 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 like you. And then she wrote this by hand. Thank you for all of your help. Thank you for taking time out to help me become a better version of myself. You have made an impact in my life. And then her name. And that just so moved me. I posted it. You can find it, actually. Uh, I posted it on Facebook. I posted it in my three Facebook groups. Um, and, um, you know, I just, to her, I just want to say, Wendy, thank you so much. That really, really, really made my day. And it made my week. And the card is still on the front of my desk, uh, and the gift is there too. So thank you so much. That really made my day and made my week. But, you know, she's really a testament to the notion that if you do the work and if you get to the root causes of things, that you actually work through um, issues, challenges, and obstacles, and you create solutions. And that's certainly the case for her. Like I said, it's only March the 11th, and she's already accomplished over half of her goals for this year. Um, but that brings me back to all the different types of sessions. So let me go through that. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about upcoming episodes that I think you'll want to tune into. So these are just some of the specialty sessions that I have to address specific issues. And you can book any of these sessions. You don't have to go through the full initial uh, consultation process if you want one of these sessions in general. There are a few that you may, but most of them you can just uh, book as a single solitary session. Um and address a specific problem. So this is the list of some of them. New Year's resolution session, year in review slash bridge the gap session, which is a, a deeper version of the New Year's resolution session where we don't just look at what you want to achieve, but we actually get to the root cause of why you didn't achieve it last year, right? Uh, so it's an extension of the New Year's resolution session. 
uh, procrastination fix session, anxiety, fear, and worry fix session, ADHD, ADD fix session, bad habit and addiction session, fix session, say yes, say no, boundary session, trauma, inner child, release session, loss, grief, and bereavement session, income building skill sets set session, uh, boundaries building session, uh, inner critic perfectionist perfectionism fix session, codependency fix session, overanalysis, overthinking session. And those are just a few of the sessions that I offer. I offer a lot more. I have a, a guilt elimination session. I also have a session that helps with time management and time mastery. I have a procrastination fix session, which I think I just mentioned a minute ago. I also have a, a relationship kind of compatibility session. And I have a session that I really, really like. It's called 100 Bucks, and it basically teaches you about time, emotional, psychological currency, right? And energy currency, basically. So it's about the currency that you have in multiple areas, areas and how to manage it wisely so you're not wasting time, wasting energy, wasting money, wasting emotions, uh, and things like that. So anyway, regardless of what kind of problem you have, um, you know, I do have a special session for it, I promise you, uh, and it makes a big difference. So the key is this. Number one, you have to dig and find out what the root cause of the problem is. And number two, you have to kind of chip away at it and find out why it's there, why it hasn't been addressed before uh, or fixed before, and come up with a solution, a solution that works. So I'm really, really proud of that. Um, so if you want to book one of those specialty sessions, just let me know. You can visit the website, any of my websites, and book any of those sessions. But let me also tell you about some of the upcoming episodes um, that I, I think I've mentioned previously. So these are all episodes that are upcoming, and maybe one I've already done before, the one on stability. Um, oh, and the one on the train derailment. But some of the upcoming episodes are the COVID-19 pandemic. That'll probably be two episodes. The, the new virus that has come out of China. I'm going to do a podcast episode on boundaries. I'm going to do one on time management. I've already got that one planned out. I just need to do it. Uh, I'm going to do one on setting priorities and how to figure out what to do when you've got competing interests for your time and your attention, right? I'm going to do one on decision making because when people can't make a decision or they struggle with a decision, there's a specific reason why. And if you get to the root cause of that, you'll be able to move past it just like that, right? I'm going to do a procrastination um, podcast session. Uh, I'm going to do one on values, beliefs, ethics, and principles. I'm going to do one on ADD and ADHD, one on anxiety and worry, one on PTSD and adjustment disorders, one on loss, grief, and bereavement, um, and then a host of other topics. I'm going to do one on balance and equilibrium. I already did one on stability. I'm going to do one on what are some practical life strategies for managing a chronic medical condition, like high blood pressure or diabetes uh, or, you know, things like that, autoimmune conditions. I'm going to do one on motivation and enthusiasm. I'm going to do one on drive, purpose, passion, and life direction. Uh, I'll do one on sleep uh, and a bunch of other things. I'll talk about, I'll do one, at least one podcast on loneliness, isolation, and introversion. I'll do one on unreasonable fears and worries. And I'll do another one on is happiness a choice? And if it's a choice, how to choose happiness? And if it's not a choice, what's going on, right? I'm going to do one on physical physical abuse and sexual abuse. I'm going to do one on psychological, physical, and emotional scars and triggers and your inner children that hold those scars and triggers. And then I'm going to do one on awareness, admission, acknowledge and acceptance. So so those are just some of them. I didn't name all of them because there's a lot to list, but I just want to let you know some of the upcoming episodes and definitely want you to tune in. One of those is going to resonate with you and most of them should because the things that I'm naming aren't things that are specific to any one person. They're things that we all kind of come across and have as a challenge or an obstacle or something at some point. So anyway, definitely tune in for those upcoming episodes. Um, and uh, I can't wait to get some feedback from you. I'm also going to have more guests. Uh, I'm probably going to have a lot back. She was on episode number four where we were talking about building stability in your life. 
right? Um, she's going to be back and we'll talk about a different topic. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, stay tuned. There's a lot more good stuff coming. The other thing that I'm offering too is you also have the ability at my office to tailor your sessions and the frequency of them to your budget. So, you know, these are tough economic times. Even though some people are doing really well right now, a lot of people aren't and they're struggling. And I, I get it. Um, I'm sure you heard the news about the interest rates are going to go even higher than what they had predicted before. And that's a bad strategy for taming inflation and spending, but that's what they're doing. And if it were negatively impacting rich people, they wouldn't be doing it. But because it's impacting irregular, everyday people like me and you who might need to trade in their car or buy a home or you know things like that or apply for a business loan or a personal loan or whatever, that's what they do. Um, and you know, anyway, it is what it is. That's why it's so important to have a second, third, fourth, fifth source of income these days, right? So anyway, that's what building is all about. One other th insight that I wanted to give you too is, you know, it's funny when you when you think about something or you look back at it, you notice a lot more things, right? And I talked about, I believe during the last podcast about the power of observation. Another power is insight, right? And insight is just where you look back at something and you have an aha moment. Uh, and insight is more likely to happen when you observe things, right? So, you know, if you take a movie, you're more likely to have an insight into something that happened in that movie if you go back and see it a second time. Now, there's some really, really smart people out there who can watch a movie once and they get everything. I usually have to watch it a couple times, so it depends on what movie you're talking about. But if you're talking about certain films that are complex and complicated, I usually like to watch it two or three times to kind of get the other things that are going on, right? And, you know, there's a big picture on one end and then there's the smiley little details that build on that big picture, if they tell the story right. So anyway, it's always good to go back and look at something. But one of the other things that I noticed uh, or remembered actually uh, from the podcast episode that I did number four on stability with Maylot was this. During her podcast, she kept mentioning the word build over and over again. And I pointed that out to her. It wasn't until I've listened to the podcast episode a few times that I realized that was one of the key words that I used during a hypnosis session that she did. And I thought that was so amazing. I was actually surprised by a few things during that podcast. Number one, I was surprised by the fact that I knew that she had gone to a few people before she found me, but I didn't know she'd gone to 18 or 19. That was unreal. And it's sad that she had to go to 18 or 19 people to find me. Um, you know... So that was one thing that caught me off guard. Another thing, though, that caught me off guard was the fact that that I didn't know is that after she left her hypnosis session with me, she went and went home and cleaned her house, which was amazing. Um, I mean, the power of suggestion. So, um, you know, that's a good thing. But the other thing that I noticed is that she used the word build over and over. And I pointed that out during the podcast uh, with her. Um, and when I talked about it, and the one that followed, but she used the word build over and over. And that was one of the key words that I used during her hypnosis session. And I'll mention kind of about that today. I did a hypnosis session with a new client today. Uh, and I'll mention something about that. But that's that's just a testament to the power of hypnosis and suggestion and things like that. Um, because she said build over and over again. And that was one of the key words that I used during her hypnosis session. So anyway. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. Um, another kind of insight that I had the other day, and it, it helps if you look at things from different perspectives and point of, point of view and uh, points of view and vantage points, is this. Um, and this just kind of came to me, but um, we as humans, and actually life period, but we as humans are a series of reactions and equations going in a certain direction and hopefully in a forward direction. And when those reactions start going in the opposite direction or stop happening or equations that used to balance stop being balanced, then we start to decline, degrade, decay, and die. And that's just an interesting way of looking at life. A lot of people don't look at it life like that. 
you know, they look at life as a series of events or as a timeline or whatever. But if you look at life like a series of reactions and equations that are going in a certain direction, to me, that makes it easier to make it go further in that direction instead of declining in the opposite direction, right? And just like I mentioned during the last episode, there are a lot of things that you can do to make a reaction go in one direction versus another, right? If you want a reaction to happen, maybe you add heat. Maybe you put more of one or both reagents in the reaction, and it's more likely to go in the forward direction. But if you do other things like stop adding reagents or make it cold or you know withdraw heat, things like that, then the reaction is less likely to happen. And the same thing is true in life. If you look at your life as a series of reactions and equations that are going in a forward direction, there are things that you can do to make your life richer and better and stronger and more successful and also the opposite. So think about your life and think about some of the reagents uh, or reactants that are there that are taking your life in the wrong direction or detract it from going in the right direction. And, and it'll help you, you know, in terms of looking at your life as a series of equations, some things are more balanced than others, right? And so if your life is not going the way you want it, if you're not growing in the way that you want to, if you're not getting better, if you're not becoming more resilient, if you're not becoming more successful, things like that, think something in your life may not be balanced, right? That you might not be getting enough sleep. You might not be taking in the right nutrients, nutrients and nutrition, you might not be spending enough time regrouping, regrouping, right, and rejuvenating. You might need a vacation. You might need to spend less time doing something that's not good for you, like vegging out on you know, television or vegging out on this or things like that. So it's just something to think about. Uh, it's just a different way of, of looking at things. Uh, and so if you really, if you look at your life as a series of reactions and equations that could go in either of several directions, then it'll help you identify the things that are keeping you from reaching your goals and then also improve and improvise and grow the things that are going to help you reach your goals, right? Um, another observation that I kind of had is this, um, and this is a really, really important one, but think about the decisions that you make in life and ask yourself this question. Is the decision that I think that I'm making right now a decision that I'm really making, or am I just accepting a choice that I've already made subconsciously, right? And think about that. I mean, I know a lot of people don't think about their decisions like that, but think about it. When you make a decision, when you decide to do X, Y, or Z, are you making, are you really making a new decision, or are you just accepting a choice or a decision that you've already made in the past, right? And that kind of brings up the idea of the subconscious mind. Um, you know, a lot of people come in or want a hypnosis session, and it's because they want me to make suggestions um, or help them change things by saying things to their subconscious, right? Um, but, you know, one of the things that is important to think about is, is this concept is, you know, in a lot of ways, our subconscious mind is kind of like, like a collection of experiences, of things that have been said, things that have done, been done, things that have been heard, things that have been listened to, things that have been experienced, things that have been seen, and how those things affect what we do. Uh, another way of kind of looking at the subconscious mind is a set of uh, reflexes, right? Reactions and responses that are automatic. Uh, and you kind of experience that sometimes, you know, like for instance, if you've been working all day and you're tired and exhausted, and you don't really pay attention to your drive home, but you end up in your driveway, right? That's your subconscious mind taking control, right? That's your reflexes and reactions and responses going on automatic pilot um, and taking control while, you know, the more cerebral frontal parts of your mind kind of, you know, take a break, right? It's also kind of a sign that you need a break. <laughs> but, you know, just think about that. When you make a decision, is it something you've already chosen? that you're accepting it, or you're making a new decision. And what you'll find a lot of times is whatever you think you're deciding, you've already previously subconsciously made that choice. All you're doing is acknowledging or accepting it, right? Or becoming aware of it. And so anyway, that's just something to think of. And I'll be talking about more 
about that more when I do my upcoming podcast episode about the science and psychology of acceptance, right? Because acceptance is really, really important. And I think acceptance is really, really, really important when it comes to growing and moving beyond your current challenges and obstacles in life. So anyway, that's just something to think about. Definitely stay tuned for the upcoming episodes where I'll be actually talking about all of those concepts, decision-making, choice, or the, the concept of choice, and then also the concepts of awareness, admission, acknowledgement, and acceptance, right? And, you know, that brings up things about accepting things in life that you don't want to deal with necessarily, that aren't comfortable, um, that are uncomfortable or discomforting, and then also things like grief and loss and bereavement. So anyway, just some things to think about. So let's go ahead and get started with today's topic. Um, So today's topic is a really, really important one uh, that I think doesn't um, get spoken about enough, but that's why I'm doing a podcast episode on it. So today's episode, uh, and I believe this is episode six of season two, this is all about listening to your body. And the title of this podcast episode is Listen to Your Body Because It's Not Lying to You, right? Um, And, you know, I just kind of came up with that phrase. Uh, It makes sense to me. It seems logical. Listen to your body because it's not lying to you, right? And it kind of brings up the obvious, um, just kind of from a psychoanalytic and psychodynamic perspective. You've been with your body longer than you've been with anybody else in life, right? So you've had a relationship with your body as long as you've been living, actually before you were born. So, you know, other than the womb that, you know, you developed in, man, your mother, the only thing that you've actually had a relationship with longer than that is your own body, right? So you should listen to it. Because number one, it doesn't have any ulterior motives, or it shouldn't, and it's been with you for longer than anything else. And I find it interesting sometimes that people come to me with a problem, they've been to, like Maylot, 18, 19 different doctors, and nobody's listened to them, right? They've just said, they, you know, the person mention one thing and then this therapist, this counselor, this psychologist, this doctor thinks that they know everything about the person, but they haven't actually listened to them. And and I'll tell you that too, that, that, you know, that brings up another thing. If you go to somebody who's a professional and they're not listening to you, that's probably not going to be a good relationship, right? Um, Because the solutions, if they provide you with any, are going to be incongruent with what you're coming, what you're coming to them for, right? Because they haven't heard you. They haven't listened to you. So it's going to be hard for them to come up with a solution that matches your problem if they're not listening to you. That's why it's so important to go to somebody who actually listens to you and believes you, right? Um, And so many people, I even talked about that in one an earlier episode. I can't remember which one, but, you know, I remember when I had a skin problem that began in 2014. And I believe I went to, gosh, five, six dermatologists. I went to an infectious disease specialist. Uh, I went to all kind of people, you know, and only one of them really listened to me. And basically what he told me, and he was at Emory too, and he basically he told me, he said, uh, David, uh, he said, this could be so many different things. And I have hunt thousands of patients just like you, and we can't figure out what it is. It could be an environmental allergy. It could be in your multivitamin. It could be in the water. It could be in this. It could be that. It could be in your medication. It could be your response to anything. But he was honest. He said, I believe you. You're experiencing this. I've got thousands of patients who are just like you. We just don't know what it is, right? So he actually listened to me, and I really appreciate that. Um, But, you know, if you go to somebody for whatever it is, and they don't listen to you, don't go to them, right? Because they're not going to come up with a solution that matches your problem. So, and listening is the key. And that's like I talked about in my last podcast. Observation. If the person that you go to for professional help doesn't observe you and listen to you and hear you, then they are probably not the person you want to go to. So, you know, not only 
should you listen to your body, but professionals to whom you present should listen to you. Otherwise, they don't deserve your attention and you shouldn't go to see them. So anyway, today's podcast is entitled, Listen to Your Body Because It's Not Lying to You. Another play off that phrase, because I you know, believe in concepts and I see them in everything, which is another reason why I have the kind of practices that I do, is this. There's a phrase, and I'm not sure if the, she's the one who actually created it, but I think it was popularized by her. Um, but that's the phrase, and I post about this sometimes on Facebook, is when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Now, I know that Oprah has said that, Oprah Winfrey, which, as you may or may not know, my self-improvement books are in tribute to Oprah Winfrey. Um, and that's why they're packed full of phrases like that, including a lot of uh, you know phrases that Oprah has come up with. So those are in my book, but in my books. But the thing about it is, uh, you know, that's such a profound phrase. You know, when somebody shows you who they really are, believe them, and believe them the first time. So I don't, I can't remember if if, if it was Oprah who came up with that, or if it was Maya Angelou, or, or maybe even somebody else. But I mean, it's it's a brilliant quote because it basically says, believe what you see. Because your eyes aren't fooling you. Now, <laughs> you know, obviously everybody sees things from a different vantage point. But you're the only one seeing things from your vantage point, right? Usually. And so if something doesn't add up for you, question it, right? Uh, and if somebody shows you who they are and they hadn't before, believe your eyes, right? So that's kind of the same or similar concept to listen to your body because it's not lying to you. Um, you know, other people might have a motive to lie to you or deceive you or whatever, depending on what their real motives are, right? But your body doesn't. And if your body is trying to tell you something, it behooves you to listen to it because you've had a longer relationship with your body than any other thing aside from the womb that you developed in and your mother, right? Those are the only two things, and the womb is no longer there, <laughs> or at least it's not surrounding you, um, and, you know, your mother may or may not be there, but, you know, mothers are biased too, right? But your body should not be biased, right? Your body is an objective observer, and and there are millions of senses that are built into it. So I'm going to go through those things, right? Um, and as a side, an aside, I'll mention today, the client that I had who came in for his first hypnosis and hypnotherapy session today... Um, he came to me, um, and basically, you know, when he filled out an appointment request form, he just said he wanted a hypnosis session, or actually, his 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 wife did it for them for him using her email address. But it turned out it was it was him or he, and it said hypnosis or anxiety through hypnosis. So that told me that he wanted to, or he or she wanted to address their anxiety using a hypnosis session. And you know, the first thing I'll say is. Hypnosis is not a magic wand. It's not a magic spell. It's not a, you know, it doesn't work like that. It's really good, though, for making suggestions to someone's subconscious. And the power of that was was illustrated when Maylot told me that she went home and cleaned her whole house after her session with me, right? Um, and that was one of the things that, that I suggested to her uh, was to organize her life. So, but anyway, he came to me and he basically said this. I've been having episodes of anxiety and panic attacks since 2020, right? And as you, you know, that's when COVID began, right? And he said it started with a headache, right? And then he said after that, he had heart racing, things like that. He went to different doctors. He went to a cardiologist. They did an EKG. You know, it was normal. They ran some labs. They were normal, things like that. But, you know, he'd been struggling with that. And then in 2022... He started having also, in addition to that, some issues, um, you know, with dizziness and things like that. And so we went through that and we talked about it. And, you know, I one of the things that I, you know, explained to him or, or tried to share with him is this. Um, and this doesn't get shared with people often enough. Uh, and most people don't even realize this. Their medicine and science have you know, increased, our knowledge has increased so much, but there's still a lot we don't know about the brain, about all kinds of organs. And a lot of our tests are designed 
to get the most basic information, but tiny stuff, they really don't pinpoint, right? And so in this case, you know, I didn't think it was by accident that this guy's uh, heart racing uh, and you know, heart-related symptoms began um, during COVID. Um, and different people respond differently to COVID, right? Some people end up, I, I, you know, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but almost every relative on my mater maternal grandmother's side has ended up with a heart-related issue since COVID. Every single one of them. And I could just go down a list. Um, and I don't. I think it's genetic. Um, I think COVID affects the heart. I think it, depending on which variant you're talking about, I think it affects uh, the blood vessels. Uh, vasculitis are well documented in children um, with the original COVID or one of the original variants. Um, and so it does. COVID affects every organ system. So, you know, in this case, uh, that could be a possibility. But there are other possibilities, too. You know, and we kind of talked about diet and nutrition and things like that. Um, so there are a number of things. But, you know, um, one of the things that I told him is I said, you know, you know, I would recommend that if you continue to have these symptoms, go to specialists, go to somebody. Maybe their tests won't detect what's going on right now, but eventually they will. And, you know, and you want to find out on the front or closer to the front end of that rather than the back end. Right. Um, so anyway, um, in his case, you know, uh, who knows where his anxiety is coming from. Um, but a lot of times with anxiety, anxiety can start in the head or it can start in your second head, which is your heart, right? And I don't know if a lot of people have heard of that concept. Uh, but, you know, your heart is one of those organs that has the ability to infect, aff affect your entire body, right? Because that's, it feeds the blood vessels, and your blood vessels feed every part of your body. Um, but your heart also has a direct connection with your brain. Now, obviously, your brain also affects every part of your body too. So it's the other one and, and it has nerves to do that, right? And receptors. So, but you know, your heart is similar to that. So in terms of the importance of organs, you know, the brain is up there, right? But so are the heart and the lungs, right? And the heart is one of the key ones. And so a lot of times with people with anxiety, they feel anxiety, they can't figure out where it's coming from. It's really coming from their heart. And there's just no test that'll detect what's causing it yet, right? Uh, and ho who knows? And so hopefully we get better at science. But, you know, that brings me back to the concept. If your body's telling you something, whether it's your heart or whatever, listen and try to find out what it is. Right. And if somebody tries to tell you that it's in your head, I promise you it is not. Believe, believe yourself, believe your body. Right. Now, there are cases when things when people have things in their head or they overanalyze things and things like that. That happens with all of us. Right. But generally speaking, trust your body. Right. You've had a longer relationship with it than anything else, right? And if you can't trust the longest relationship you've had in life, then you can't trust anything, right? I'm going to go through this list, and then I'll kind of wrap things up. But let's just go through the list, right? And I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to go through the major organ systems in your body and kind of some of the things that you should look, look for, right? So let's start off with the one I just talked about, the nervous system, right? The nervous system is composed of your brain, your spinal cord, and all the nerves that go out through your body, right? So your nervous system allows you, you know, to sense things, to hear things, to see things, to smell things, to feel things. Gives you help, gives you your sense of balance and equilibrium, right? The cerebellum does that. Uh, and it facilitates movement, right? Which is the opposite of sensing things, right? Kind of. So sensory is about sensing things. Movement is about doing things. And those two work together to allow you to do things like walk, right? Or, you know, run and chew gum at the same time, whatever, all those kind of things. And so, but when your nervous system gives you feedback or is talking to you, you should listen to it, right? So if you get numbness in your extremities or you feel tingling sensations, listen to your body. Your body's trying to tell you something, right? Maybe it's your blood vessels, um, that are inflamed, right? Which would be go back to your, your cardiovascular system, but maybe it's it's your nervous system, right? Um, and as we know, there are some some um, some conditions that direct, directly affect the nervous system, like diabetes. And so that's one of the symptoms that diabetics get is is tingling 
and, and numbness and tingling in the extremities, right? And that's because their diabetes, um, the sugar in their blood has neg negatively impacted their nervous system, right? And maybe even their blood vessels, right, too, right? Because we know that diabetes damages nerves and we know that it damages blood vessels. So that's something you should, you should pay attention to. If you have chronic pain, chronic back pain, chronic neck pain, get it checked out. You know, go to a neurologist, go to an uh, orthopedic surgeon, go to a chiropractor, find out why. It could be a pinched nerve or something like that, but your body's trying to tell you something. If you have pain, that's a, sim a, a sign, a symptom, uh, a warning from your body to get something that I need help, right? And if you choose to ignore it, then you're just kind of basically telling your oldest friend, <laughs> your body, that, hey, I don't, I don't give a darn. And you shouldn't treat your body like that. The other big one that I'll mention is this, is headaches, right? A lot of people blow off headaches. And they blow off headaches for one reason because there's so many over-the-counter things to address a headache, right? There's ibuprofen and there's Aleve and there's Excedrin and there's Tylenol and there's aspirin and all these things. But here's the thing. If you're having headaches, especially chronic headaches or migraine headaches or tension headaches or, I mean, you know, I think in medical school, we had to learn maybe six basic types of headaches, migraine headaches, tension headaches. Um, there are, well, let's see here, um, you know, a few other different types of headaches. Um, and regardless of whatever kind of headache that you're having, it's your brain's way uh, of letting you know that something's wrong, right? It could be the blood pressure in your brain. It could be that your blood vessels in your brain are inflamed. It could be a lot of different things. Maybe the tissue, brain, brain tissue itself is inflamed, but it's something, right? It could be a fever. It could be a virus, right? I mean, we know a lot of people have night sweats and things when they have certain viruses that affect the brain, um, you know, and a lot of times with things that we know affect blood vessels and the brain, that people have headaches and night sweats and things like that, right? So it's a headache plus something else. But if you're having headaches, get those addressed. Go to somebody professionally and find out what the source is. You know, if you can't figure, if you're having chronic headaches, you know, if if you want to come to my office, you can do that and we can talk about it and kind of try to pinpoint the source of your headaches and then point you in the right direction, a neurologist, a primary care physician, um, or whatever. But if you're having chronic headaches, don't just take over-the-counter stuff, go and get your headache professionally addressed. Um, and in particular, if you do just take things like Aleve and BC powder and Excedrin and ibuprofen and other NSAIDs, prescription NSAIDs, you could end up with ulcers. So you don't want to do that because those medications that are used to treat headaches if you use them chronically, you're going to end up with ulcers in your stomach, and then you're going to have another problem. Then you're going to have two problems. You're going to have the original headache, and it's probably going to be worse by now, um, and you're going to have ulcers in your gut too. So that's another reason why you want to do that. But when your brain's talking to you, listen. Another thing I'll mention too is, you know, if you, if you all of a sudden are forgetful or brain fog, things like that, find out why. You can find that out at my office. Uh, we can start the journey to figuring it out and then get you to, uh, you know, the medical professionals that you need to actually fix it or do a full workup. But, you know, if you have brain fog, if you have, you can't focus anymore, if your attention is missing, if you can't concentrate, if you're driven to distraction, stuff like that, get it checked out. It may not be ADHD. It may be stress. Or it could be something else, right? It could be a lot of different things, but get it checked out. So when your brain is talking to you, definitely choose to listen because it's not lying to you, right? There's something wrong and it's trying to warn you. And specifically with the brain, the biggest thing you want to avoid is a stroke. And so if you're having chronic headaches, that could be a sign of high blood pressure and things like that, and you don't want to have a stroke, right? One of the common symptoms that people have when they have, like, for instance, an epidural hematoma or a subdural hematoma, which is... Uh, a blood vessel in the brain that bursts, right? When people have uh, epidural hematomas, subdural hematomas, uh, strokes, things like that, the biggest preceding symptom sometimes they have is a headache, right? So take your headaches seriously. 
and you know have a system in place. Uh, if it's a severe headache, call 911, go to urgent care, go to a hospital and get that checked out because it's better to do that than end up with a stroke, which can lead to permanent damage. So anyway, that's the nervous system. Let's move on to the next one and we'll just kind of fly through these. The next one is lungs, right? And obviously lungs is where oxygenation takes place, right? That's where uh, your blood becomes oxygenated. Um, but pay attention to your lungs. If it's harder for you to breathe, pay attention to that. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, tissues um, that you use to help acquire air, you know, like the sinuses in your nose, things like that. Um, if those are bothering you, get those checked out, right? Um, and you know that the allergies are associated with or and are due to inflammation. So definitely have that checked out. Uh, you need that because you need oxygenation. If you're taking a medication and it causes a chronic cough, like for instance, if you're on an ACE inhibitor like lisinopril or captopril or whatever, but you know, if you have a chronic cough after you start a medication, get that checked out, right? Um, and some ACE inhibitors like lisinopril are commonly associated with a cough. If you tire more easily, that might be associated with your lung functioning too, right? And like I said, if you have chronic allergies, get that checked out. One of the things that you want to make sure that you uh, consider with chronic allergies and things like this is this. A lot of medications that are used to treat allergies are associated with cholinergic side effects, right? And that's where people get dry skin and dry eyes and things like that. So you want to be really, really careful. And that's another situation where there are a ton of over-the-counter medications that help treat that, but those things carry side effects. So just be really, really careful about that. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, be sure to take care of looking at your lungs and how your breathing is work working because that makes a big difference. That's where you get your oxygen from, right? Let's move on to the next system. Uh, this is a really, really important one. Um, this is the cardiovascular system. That's really, really important, right? Like the nervous system, it's one of those organ systems that affects every organ system, every other organ system, because every organ system in your body, every organ needs blood. Every cell and tissue needs blood. So the cardiovascular system affects everybody. And I'll just say this. There's a lot of crossover between what you experience as a person between your cardiovascular system and your nervous system. That's where they're both so important and they work together, right? Um so if you have a certain symptom, like let's say numbness and tingling in your hand, like I mentioned, which could be associated with diabetes or maybe you even slept on it too hardly or, you know, cut off the circulation or whatever, you know, numbness and tingling could be associated with a nerve or it could be associated with a blood vessel or both, right? So some of the things you want to pay attention with your cardiovascular system, obviously your heart, right? So if your heart races a lot, you want to look at something and find out why. It could be that there's a spice in something that you're cooking with that's causing that. Um, I had a, I've had a conversation with, you know, people that friends that I know and relatives about that. A lot of common spices that people use, like cavenders and, you know, this spice and that spice, they have all these weird salts or forms of salt in them. Some of them cause headaches, but others can cause like inflammation of the heart and things like that. And think about it. Your heart runs off a couple of different things, right? Your heart is a muscle. It runs off of calcium. And a lot of the medications that are used to treat or slow down the heart are based on calcium channels, right? They're called calcium channel blockers. Um, so your heart runs off of calcium. It also runs off of potassium. It also runs off of sodium. It runs off of a bunch of different things, right? And so be careful of the things that are in your spices and your foods because those things can negatively impact not just the nervous system, but the heart too. Um, and I'll just say this uh, that I think is really, really important. Um, one of the things that I noticed was that there are certain seasonings, like for instance, no salt, that actually, even though it says no salt, it actually does have salt, right? It's just instead of sodium chloride, they use a different salt. To me, it should be illegal for them to actually say no salt because when you add an acid and a base together, like sodium and chloride, you get a you get a salt, right? 
If you add a positive ion with a negative ion, you get a salt. So if you add positive sodium um, and negative chloride, you get NaCl, which is salt, right? But a lot of things like no salt combine potassium, which is a positive ion, with something else that's negative, and that's a salt too. And a lot of people who use things like no salt think it's not salt. It is salt. It's just not sodium chloride. And that's just false advertising. That shouldn't be allowed. Um, the other thing about it, too, is if you take something that's not supposed to be salt or not supposed to be sodium chloride and it has potassium, just realize that at least one phase of your cardiac cycle operates off of potassium. So you could be throwing your heart out of whack by using something that has a lot of potassium in it. So you've got to be really careful. You know, I don't know exactly what's in Gatorade. I know the, the client who came in today uh, about his heart racing and, and, you know, what seemed like panic symptoms, you know, he mentioned Gatorade and I said, well, you know, I'll have to look at the, the label for Gatorade and actually see what's in it. But, you know, Gatorade is, is something that's known for replacing electrolytes, right? Uh, when you're working, you know, and he does construction. So it makes sense that he, and he said he drinks six to seven bottles of water a day and he drinks a ton of Gatorade. And I said, well, how long have you been using Gatorade? And he's like my whole life, you know? So that could be part of the picture, but just keep in mind that the things that are in your foods are like medicine. That's why I wrote my book, The Nutrient Diet, right? The foods, the nutrition you get, the nutrients that you put in your body are like medicine. And too much of something can act just like a drug works. So if you're taking something that like, you know, pre-workout is common. I have a new client who come came in. He's using pre-workout and he was talking about, you know, different things. And we, we looked at it. And we looked at the label, and it has a ton of caffeine and other stuff in it. So just be careful that the, the, the things, and make sure that you look at the labels. If you buy a seasoning, if you're in the grocery store, look at the back of the seasoning and see what it has in it. It may have a lot of stuff that's not good for your brain, not good for your kidneys, not good for your liver, and not good for your heart, right? And you may not know that until it's too late. So you don't want to do that. So look at the seasonings. If it has a bunch of weird stuff in it that doesn't seem like it's good, it probably is not good, right? Um, so be careful of that. So that's the blood vessels. Um, and so definitely pay attention to your heart. If your heart, if you've got chest pain, that's something you want to find out about. Uh, if your heart races, if you have palpitations, things like that, pay attention. And then the other thing you want to do is pay attention if you have simple, uh, uh, symptoms in your blood vessels, like numbness, tingling, other kind of things that might uh, you know, might let you know or be trying to tell you that something's wrong. The other thing you want to look at is your blood itself, right? So if you bleed very easily, that might be a problem, right? You might be on a blood thinner and you, your dosage may be too high. If you don't bleed at all or if you bleed a weird color of red, that might be another symbol, right? There's certain things that make blood red, you know, things that are related to hemoglobin and things like that. And so if your blood is not red as it should be, then that might be a, a, a symptom of hypoxia or something like that, right? Um, so that's the cardiovascular system. The next system that I'll go to is the GI tract. And this one's really important. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I'll just say this, you know, Every your GI tract is one of the biggest systems in your body, right? And that's where the terms like gut instinct come from, right? Um, so pay attention to your GI tract, and that starts with your mouth. A lot of people don't realize that their GI tract starts in their mouth, but it does, right? If you've got sores in your mouth or you've got dry mouth, get that checked out. Uh, if you've got dry mouth in particular, maybe you're not hydrated enough. Uh, it could be that your, you know, your alcohol consumption could be too great, or you could be taking things that are actually drying you out, like hydrochlorothiazide that's used to treat blood pressure, or an allergy medication that has cholinergic side effects. Right. Um, so you want to start with your mouth. You know, if you get frequent sores in your mouth, pay attention, get it checked out. The next thing is your gut, your stomach. Right. Pay attention. If you have acid reflux all the time, that's something you need to check out, right? Because that could lead to ulcers. Um, if you have a tummy ache, right? If you have chronic tummy aches, if you have diarrhea, things like that, pay attention to it. Um, and like I said earlier, people commonly will take over-the-counter medications to treat their own problem, but just realize that that comes at a cost. And the cost is 
you may be causing another problem with that medication you're self-treating yourself with over the counter. You may end up with another problem you don't want. And a, a lot of times people come in and go, well, you know, I've got these headaches, they won't go away, and now I've, I've got, you know, I've got stomach problems. And then they find out later on they've got ulcers because they've been taking BC powder every day for the last five years, right? So be careful. And that's just kind of a general thing. Uh, Over-the-counter medications are good in the short term for certain things, but you don't want to become overly reliant on them. If you're overly reliant upon them and you haven't gotten good medical advice from a licensed physician or somebody who knows what they're doing, then you're doing your body a disservice, right? You're not treating your body right, and you should treat your body right, right? And that brings up other issues, right? The, the gallbladder, the pancreas, intestines. I won't really go into those really that much, but, you know, just realize that the gallbladder uh, and the pancreas do different things. When you know, in terms of your pancreas, you know, you've got your alpha cells and your beta cells. The alpha cells of the pancreas produce insulin, the beta cells, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, alpha cells produce glucagon, the beta cells produce insulin. And so that's really, really important when you're talking about things like diabetes. And then your gallbladder, you know, your gallbladder and, and um, your gallbladder um, and related organs are in terms of like, you know, emulsifying fats and things like that. You know, so that's really, really important. And some of the symptoms that can be associated with there's if there's a problem with that is, you know, you can have stomach aches, things like that. You could have gallstones. And the other important organ you want to look, look at is like your liver, right? So if you're chronically itching and things like that, it could be associated with one of those organs. You just never know, right? Um, the next thing is the renal system, uh, and that's your kidneys, right? So obviously, you know, um, and some medications cause this, right? I take blood pressure medications, and since I've been taking blood pressure medications, I notice a couple of things. Number one, I have to drink more water, right? Because hydrochlorothiazide can dry you out. I'm also on amlodipine, right? Those medications can also cause you to go to the bathroom a lot, right? So if you're going to the bathroom a lot, it could be because of the medication, but it also could be because your body's trying to get rid of something, right? That's what your kidneys do. Your, and people don't also realize that your kidneys actually help regulate blood pressure too, right? Um, not just your, your cardiovascular system, uh, but your kidneys. And so pay attention to that. Um, if you're having to go to the bathroom a lot more than you normally do, um, you know, it could be that your kidneys are trying to fix something that you're not addressing with your diet. And so you definitely want to pay attention and, and find out about that and get to the, the root cause of that. A lot of people are chronically walking around dehydrated, right? And dehydration can cause a lot of problems. It can cause you to feel weak and fatigued. It can make you feel dizzy. Um, uh, if you're dehydrated, it can also change like the volume um, when you go to the bathroom. Um, and, you know, and there are signs from the body, right? So when you go to the bathroom, when you, when you urinate, um, you know, the color tells you something. If it's overly yellow, it could be that you're not hydrated enough. You're not drinking enough water, right? And so that's that's a telltale sign. Uh, so pay attention to what your kidneys, what your renal system are telling you. The next one is urogenital tract. So, you know, you, that just means you want to pay attention to whether you have, like, ulcers or rashes or things like that, right? Um, that's just something to pay attention to and tell your doctor about when you go for your yearly complete physical examination and things like that. Um, one of the next organ system, your integument, that's one of your largest organ systems. And I just kind of alluded to that. If you have chronic, um, skin rashes or chronic skin itching, itching and things like that, you want to find out. It may not just be your skin. Like I said, it could be, you know, some other organ that's trying to process something that's not able to do it or something that you're missing or something that you have too much of, right? So pay attention to your skin. Your skin is telling you something. And one of the things that I think is interesting is there's so many pharmaceutical commercials now that talk about, um, that talk about, you know, all these medications that help treat, you know, skin psoriasis and this and that. But none of them talk about the solution, a real solution that gets to the root cause of the problem. So they always talk about, oh, well, this will get rid of your rash. Well, but what's causing the rash, right? And I think that's just kind of sad that, that we have a system where, the, you know, somebody's telling you, oh, well, just take this, 
and get rid of the symptom, but never mind the real problem. If you've got a skin rash, there's a problem, right? Your body's trying to tell you something. And just covering it up by taking something that gets rid of the skin problem is not doing your body the service it needs, right? That's doing a disservice to your body. Find out the root cause. The next one is your skeletal system, right? Your musculoskeletal system. So, you know, your bones, your joints. If you've got chronic joint pains, find out about that. It may be an autoimmune condition. It may be associated with what you're doing to your body. Maybe you're working out too much. Maybe you're jogging too much. Maybe you have the wrong kind of equipment or shoes, right? So pay attention to that. If you've got chronic knee problems um, or chronic elbow problems, it might be associated with the sport that you do, whether you, you know, play tennis or you play golf um, or you know some other activity like jogging, right? Um, next, your immune system. Uh, and I've kind of already alluded to that, but you know that would include looking at things like allergies, right? If you've got chronic allergies, things like that, uh, pay attention to it. If your body's not able to fight off infections or if it seems to react to everything, that's something else you need to get checked out. Um, and then the last few things are kind of more, are a little bit deeper, right? Just feeling something's off. Feel, feeling, sensing, or just kind of knowing that something's off. You can't put, pinpoint it. Figure out what that is, right? Address it. Find out. And don't let other people tell you, especially if they haven't listened to you or heard you, tell you that it's in your head, right? It's probably not. Just because a doctor doesn't have a test to diagnose something or just because they don't know what it is, don't let them project that onto you as if you don't know what you're talking about or as if you're in your head, right? Or if it's all in your head. It's not. So pay attention to it. And that brings up, you know, the concepts of intuition and gut instincts. There's a reason why it's called a gut instinct, right? Because a lot of your neurotransmitters associated with sensing things are in your gut, like serotonin and things like that. A lot of things are produced in your gut. So that's part of where that phrase comes from, right? And if if your gut instinct tells you something's off, whether it's a person you meet and how they act or what they say or don't say or if their actions don't meet their words, things like that, right? Believe it, right? Just, just like the phrase goes, uh, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. But if somebody makes you feel uneasy, trust your gut instincts, right? And 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 take a different course of action. Get away from them or whatever. But trust your intuition. Trust your gut. That's your intuition and your gut instincts. What you feel and sense and know about your body. Those are based off your life experience with your body, right? And that's the longest relationship that you have aside from the one that you have with your mother, right? And, you know, generally speaking, when it comes to sensory systems, there are other senses that we don't fully understand, right? Um, and we're g actually gaining a greater sense of it. I have a high proportion of people who come to my office. I wouldn't say a high proportion, but a significant number of people who are kind of empathic, right? They feel things. And we can feel a lot of things that maybe we don't understand why we feel them, right? We can feel energy, right? We can feel energy from you know, light and from cell phones and from routers and things like that. I even wrote a little bit about that in my uh, first self-improvement book, Sweet Potato Pie for the Spirit, Soul, and Psyche. The second chapter is all about sleep, right? And people don't realize that technology around them, including phones, laptops, routers, things like that, can negatively impact their sleep, right? And even though you don't realize or may not fully realize why you can't sleep at night, it could be that router, it could be that laptop, it could be that phone. All these technological devices give off energy. They use energy, you know, frequencies, waves, um, wavelengths. And your body, depending on who you are and how it's made, might be sensing those things. So anyway, I'm going to wrap up this podcast today. Um, I mentioned earlier all the upcoming episodes I'm sure there's going to be one that, that catches your attention that you're going to like. Um, and all of those topics we'll cover in pretty good detail. And I also talked already about some of the specific services that you can get at my office that you can't find anywhere else. Be sure to go and check out the websites, right? www.mlcoga.com, www.atlantacoaching.com www.atlantahealthandwellness.com and www.atlantasmallbusinessincubator.com. 
from any of those websites, you can click on the upper right corner of the website and it'll show, uh, there's a button that says all my practices or all the other practices or something similar to that. You click on that, it'll show you a list of all my practices. There'll be bullet points showing you what's associated with each practice and just click on the one that meets your needs or mentions the things that are related to the issue you're having. Click on it, go to the website and request an appointment. Um, unlike a lot of providers, I do offer sun, uh, Saturday sessions. Uh, almost said Sunday. I used to offer Sunday sessions, but I stopped. But I do offer Saturday sessions if you want to come in for a hypnosis session. I highly recommend a Saturday session because that is the quietest day. So it's easier to facilitate that. But whatever your body is telling you, listen to it. It's not lying to you. And if you don't listen to it, you're going to end up with a larger, more comprehensive, tougher-to-fix problem in the future. So listen to your body, regardless of which organ system is it is, and regardless of whether you realize what the reason it is, um, the, the reason behind the symptom, or what's strange or different, listen to it. Right, your body doesn't have a reason to lie to you, and if you pay attention to your body and you treat it right, you're going to end up with a much healthier body and a happier existence. And with that, I'm going to let you go. So, thanks again for tuning in to episode six of the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast of season two, episode six, season two. Listen to your body because it's not lying to you. You take care. Bye bye.